episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands-on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode number 19. In this episode, the moms catch up after a week off, chat about fun and games while homeschooling, and homeschooling with the amazing race. Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, can I have a drink? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Where are my shoes? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit-chat? 26 minutes, 16 seconds. So, Becky, how was your... Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks, yes. First of all, I want to apologize for, to everyone. We um, did not have a podcast that came out last week. Um, unfortunately, I have been having some medical issues. And um, while I am working through them and um, things are getting better, um, last week I just was not available to record at all. So my apologies. But I am all better now. And um, yes, it's so nice. <laughs> and um, I expect that... Um, this will get taken care of and it won't be an issue anymore so um, think positively yes so again my apologies for not having a podcast last week hopefully you guys missed us and um we're back now so um so we have two weeks to talk about yep so i'm going to back up to not last week but the week before that and talk a little bit about what we did um we did a couple of really fun things one of the things that we did was we made red cabbage ph indicator have you ever made this no Okay, so you take, you know, the little head of red cabbage, Mm -hmm. and you chop it up really fine, and then you soak it in boiling hot water, and it makes your entire house stink. (laughs) Of course. And I don't mean like, you know, like the dog needs a bath stink. I mean like you need all of your doors and windows open (laughs) (laughs) so you don't die kind of stink. But when you're all done, you drain out the solid cabbage bits and you keep the liquid. And what this is, it actually works as an indicator to tell you if something's an acid or a base or not. Huh. And so we used it, we're using it, actually, we made, I made a big jar of it, and um, I took uh, white coffee filters, you know, mm-hmm. the white, and yeah. uh, dipped some of them into it and let them dry to make the indicator strips like you normally see in a chemistry. Oh, right, okay. And then also we kept some of it liquid to use for uh, projects where the liquid would be appropriate. So we tested all sorts of things around the house and got their pH levels. We painted a pH scale. Oh. And then went around the house and tested things to see where they'd fall on the scale. And and um, it actually works amazingly well. Um, it starts out um, kind of a light purpley color. And then when you add uh, a base, it turns to a really vivid blue or green. And when you add an acid, it, it turns to a really vivid pink or red. Wow. Yeah, I, I was shocked. I had no idea this would work as well as it did. Um, I just thought it was going to be like, oh, you know, it'll give us a basic idea. Yeah. It really did exactly what it was supposed to. And I actually talked to my friend who's a chemistry teacher, and he said one of the things that he most hated to do when he was an assistant teacher was to make the cabbage pH indicator. (laughs) He was like, it works perfectly, but making it is really a nightmare. Is that from the real science? That is from uh, real science, um, the chemistry level one from Pandia Press. Uh, We're almost done. Wow. We've literally got like three lessons left, and then I am scienceless until the biology two comes. <laughs> a little nervous about that, but I will make it work somehow. Teacher Bobby has given us lots of really good science books to look through and to oh, find. Yeah, they have lots at the school. Yes, and then in addition to making that, we made egg um, tempera paint. 
which is um, what they use in like frescoes. Oh, uh-huh. Um, and so the way we did that was we got the really brightly colored Crayola chalk. Mm-hmm. And I sat while they were working on something else. I just sat with my cheese grater and ground <laughs> chalk. That's you know, dedication. Yeah, it said to use a mortar and pestle, but I didn't have that. But I did right. have the cheese grater that's got the really, you know, the side that all it's oh, really yeah. grinding your knuckles on. Yes. <laughs> I don't I don't know what your, maybe ginger or wasabi. I, I think it's for Parmesan. Oh, maybe for Parmesan, but yeah. um, I, I buy mine pre-ground, so I don't know. Right, me too. <laughs> so I just sat there and, and ground up the different colors of chalk, and I put the each color into a, a section of my muffin pan, and then we mixed together the egg yolk and water and made paint, and Danielle Neat. actually painted a painting with it, awesome. which was kind of cool. It was in the style of Ziato, mm, the famous <laughs> Italian painter. It's from the Discovering Great Artists program. Right. Um, it was the second uh, lesson in discovering great artists and Danielle said and the colors came out beautiful I mean super super bright and clear wow. uh, the only problem was the paint was a bit gritty oh right according to uh, La Artiste <laughs> said uh, the paint was a little bit gritty but other than that she really liked it cool so that was <laughs> that was two of the really great things we did before I ended up getting sick and yeah. then um, also uh, that week we finished reading Little House in the Big Woods and so uh, the kids and I got all comfy on the bed with some popcorn and some iced tea, and we watched a few season, a few episodes of Little House on the Prairie, which after I looked it up uh, and found out, the Little House on the Prairie series takes place about three years after the Little House in the Big Woods book. Right. Um, so I, that's how, because Danielle was like, wait, that's baby Carrie? And I'm like, <laughs> well, she's toddler Carrie now. <laughs> But um, that was a lot of fun to be able to, after reading the book, to be able to put some faces, even though it's not the real faces. That, right, right. But I swear, if I walked up to Laura Ingalls Wilder and she didn't look like Melissa Gilbert, I know. Own. And she has to have her hair in braids. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and I, I did Danielle's hair in braids just like Laura Ingalls. Um, yeah, for, I think Maven, for school on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Maven just, she won't wear her hair any other way for some reason. She just really loves having her hair in braids. Normally <laughs> wears her hair down. Or I put it up like in a single pony, but I was like, do you mm-hmm. want me to do the, the, you know, Little House on the Prairie braids? And she's like, yeah. So oh, fun. that was kind of fun. Yeah. And let's see, what else did we do? Oh, we played Trading Up, which you and I talked about. You yeah. call it Elsa. What do you call it? We call it Exchange Change, the Exchange Change game. Well, um, I found one. It's exactly the same game, but yeah. it's Trading Up. And I'm going to post a link to the printable on the show notes so that you guys can see it. But it's this great game for learning how to make change. And um, the kids loved it. And I think that probably had to do with I let the winner keep the dollar. <laughs> when, once you, 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 change, you start out with pennies, you roll a die and you get pennies. And then when you get enough pennies, you trade in for a nickel. And then when you get enough, you trade in for dimes. And then you trade for quarters. And then the winner is the one that gets to a dollar first. Uh-huh. Okay. And so I let uh, Danielle actually win this round. So I went ahead and let her keep the dollar. And then I get back 50 cents. It's like, you know, it's like consolation prize <laughs> and so they kept bugging me to play it again and but i'm not giving away the dollar grand prize this time yeah right <laughs> i can't Can afford do so much i can't afford to give away a dollar every single time and what's really funny is i've been wanting to play this game for a while yeah. but you have to have enough change yeah and um, for some reason um, we were having uh, change flow issues around here i don't know if we had stopped using cash or what but there was like no change in the change bucket for a really long time that and and uh, dean's always taking my quarters to buy sodas at work so <laughs> oftentimes don't have enough quarters to play but that was mm. a ton of fun and i really think it it uh, reinforced making change 
and yeah. what change is worth with the kids. So we definitely yeah. will be playing it again, and I highly recommend it for if you have kids that are a little iffy or just learning about change and, and money. Yeah, because once they get the hang of the pennies and nickels and you start adding dimes, and then once they get the hang of those, you add the quarters. And you can actually go up to dollar bills, too. And the instructions that I read, they said, if you feel like it, go up to the dollar bills. But yeah, both of my kids learned change from that game. And I actually have a, a full post on homeschoolrealm.com about it, so I'll put that in the show notes. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. I like that we're doing the same things. We just kind of have different names for it, and we yeah. found different ways. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. That's one of those great minds think alike things. <laughs> so um, we did do some schoolwork last week. It was all very basic, you know, very, you know, yeah. four main subjects. That was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was not very much pictures taken because um, mommy didn't look so great most of the time. <laughs> but we did have our first meeting with teacher Bobby, mm-hmm. which um, I was very concerned about. I was oh, yeah? so nervous. Yes. Well, it didn't help that I was already kind of thrashed. Like, I hadn't gotten any sleep, and I was in a lot of pain, and I wasn't right. feeling really good. And um, so then on top of that, to have the stress of going to the first meeting. <laughs> but it went really well. Yeah. It wasn't n- nearly as bad as I expected. And <laughs> I'm and sure she probably says you did plenty. Yes, she did. She did. Um, the only downside is, I don't know if you have this problem, but Jack won't talk to people. <laughs> oh, so teacher Bobby asks Jack questions and yeah, and she'll try. She'll keep trying. Stares at her. Well, both of my kids were shy initially, and then once they got to know her more, all of a sudden, you know, they they opened up and and the, as time went on, so that's a possibility too. Especially since he's got her as a teacher for one of his classes too. Exactly. And also, while we were there, we finished up the paperwork to get the ball rolling for Jack's IEP. Oh right. And um, that was exciting, and it was so funny because the teachers there are so sweet. It was. Um, I think it was Mary Ellen and Teacher Bobby were in with us. And uh, Mary Ellen was like, um, she was giving me all these paperwork to read over and sign and stuff. She goes, now I have to use the terminology that they use for speech therapy. So if you don't understand. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. I've been reading these reports for a few years now. Remember, I'm the one that went out and found all of the services that Jack needed. You know, I was the one that has been filling out all this paperwork. So you don't really have to worry about me because they kind of seem a little uneasy with the wording. Oh, yeah. But that's okay. It, it sounds like it's going to um, go forward, and it's going to be a good thing. They, um, it's kind of awesome. They they private contract with a speech therapist here in Fresno, so awesome. I don't have to drive them all the way to Visalia. Yay! <laughs> ah, so, and hopefully it won't be you know gosh awful early in the morning like it was at yeah. Fresno State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to be at um, during the summer. I used to have to be at Fresno State at nine a.m. four days a week. It was awful. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's hard. Well, it's just parking at Fresno State at that time of the day. Oh, I bet. That's when everybody's there. Exactly. Jeez. So so that went well, and, and that was kind of the highlight of my, my week, really. <laughs> the rest of the week was spent, you know, just trying Moaning, to, moaning in pain. Yes. <laughs> or, or sleeping. Falling asleep, or sleeping. getting up, and all sorts of crazy <laughs> things. I, you know, I, I, Danielle said, Mom, is there anything I can do for you? And she, she said this all week, and she's so sweet. You know, is there anything I can do? Is there anything I can make you feel better? And I grabbed her by the shoulder and looked her in the face and said, you can grow up, become a famous scientist, and create a pain pill that doesn't take away half your brain. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I said, like, you know, either you're in pain or you're stupid. And I, I, yeah. I don't have, there's not a whole lot in between with the pain medication, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but... Tomorrow is a new week. I got all of my lesson planning done yesterday while I was babysitting because I didn't have much else to do. <laughs> so I'm all set to start off next week. Yay. Uh, 
strong, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to um, catch up a little bit on what we got behind on this past week. Yeah. What about you? How was your week? Oh, well, I don't have the excuse of pain. I just... I just got off track again, but that's me. This is this is going to be like every other episode. Wow, we didn't do as much as I would have wanted because you know that's just how that's life goes. That's good for people to hear, though. It's good to hear <laughs> that 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 there are there are moms out there like us who are not super moms, but we still yeah. manage to get it done. Yeah, I still think you're a super mom, but uh, I'll never convince you of that. But <laughs> well, you make me look bad, so. <laughs> With all this stuff you're always posting, I'm like, oh, there she goes again. <laughs> I guess I should actually post something of my kids doing something. <laughs> hey, you know what? We we encourage each other to do better. No, we do. It's kind of gets me going, and I'm like, I gotta have something to talk about on the show. Well, I, you know what we're gonna talk about later? You know the the whole amazing race thing. Like yeah. you've got me all fired up about that now. Yeah, and I would I would have just let it go because it was like in the back of my head. But now you're doing it, so now I have to do it. Cause yeah. That's cool. No, it is more fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm the Tina's? Well, I should have said keeping up with the Smiths, but for some reason I said Tina's. I don't know why. (laughs) You know, keeping up with the Kardashians. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Keep up with the Smiths. Well, let's see. I guess I should go back to week before last, since that's uh, the episode that we missed. Uh, Let's see. Last week. The week before last, Tyrion had an incident with his foot. That was a big thing during oh, that week. Uh. He slipped while he was playing and um, fell on his foot. And I was concerned that maybe he might have actually done some serious damage because the way he was acting. But then he's also got a real tendency to drama. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really hard because on the one hand, I'm like, you know, if he's playing this up, I don't want to all the we're in between healthy families right now I'm waiting for actually no I'm not waiting for that I have to redo the paperwork again because they said I missed the deadline even though I sent it in oh god but anyway (laughs) that's a whole nother story but so I have no way of paying for it right now so I'm like do we really need to go to the doctor (laughs) x-rays and stuff are expensive I know yeah totally especially since the last time something happened Maven's tooth was bothering her and we went to the dentist because it had been it had been happening for weeks that she keeps getting this sharp pain in her tooth Mm -hmm. and I went in and all he did was look at her mouth and didn't do anything else, and it cost like 150 bucks oh. <laughs> just to talk to me and look at her mouth. And it turned out there wasn't anything that he could see. He says that she's got like this weird teeth, her teeth, her top teeth, and her bottom teeth knocked together. Oh, so he oh, thinks right. it's something to do with the nerves being knocked together all the time. Anyway, that's a whole other separate thing. But Tyrion's foot, he's hobbling around. He, for a was it two days? No, it was a day. It was a whole day because it happened on a Monday and we had classes on Monday and then Tuesday, no classes. And then Wednesday, we had classes and all it happened on a Monday in the late afternoon and all day Tuesday, he would not walk. He literally crawled all over, all over the house or asked somebody to carry him. And mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know, is this really hurting that badly? And um, by, by Wednesday though, he decided he could walk on it again. He Thank was God. still kind of limpy on Wednesday. Yeah, though, he as was I limping. Yeah, he was still limping. And then, like a couple of days later, he was—you know—he'd been fine and kind of limping a little bit, but it wasn't that bad. And he was even running on it by you know Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I figured, nah, we don't need to go to the doctor. But then, like Friday, he says his foot was hurting him again. It was aching. He said, "I'm like, well, it's probably just that you've been running around on it and you need to rest it some more." So, so he obviously did something to it. I think I think he played it up a little, but I don't think he was fully being played up. So. 
But luckily, I waited it out, and he's fine now. He he does kind of sort of half limp sometimes still, so I think it might still be bothering him. But but I don't think it's to the point where it needs any any attention. I think it just needs to have time to heal. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, that was like a big thing last week because it's like you can't go to classes and crawl to your classes. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be able to walk, and I can't be there to carry you from class to class. That's just a bit much. So, yeah, so that worked out anyway. But uh. Let's see, what else did we do? Oh, and then that week we made cloud dough, um, following in my idea to try to make some new kind of dough every week, which I missed last week. But, <laughs> but I did the first week, I did. we made cloud dough, which is a super simple dough. It's just flour, oil, and water. And wow. so I'll put the recipe. I have the recipe on FresnoFamily.com. But it was just called cloud dough, and the kids loved it. It was super simple. You don't have to cook anything. And they just, you know, it's just Play-Doh. That was nice, although it did seem, does seem to separate in the fridge. You have to refrigerate it. It's a, it's it doesn't keep, I guess, because you don't cook it. I don't know, but yeah, probably. But uh, let's see, what else did we do? Oh, and then last week, I I also I ended up having this really fabulous conversation last week, uh, not last week, week before last, with um, Deborah Marcus of uh, the Secular Homeschooling Magazine. Love her. Yes, she's fabulous. She was on. We've talked about that magazine before it's actually on hiatus right now because she actually is dealing with the same thing similar or we think that you're dealing with exactly <laughs> so she's on hold um while she figures out what to do with that so we're hoping that she'll start producing magazines again but anyway i was talking to her because she was on facebook and I was facebooking with her and and it anyway throughout the co- the conversation ended up going in a direction where i was because she's talking about she's a she's a writer obviously editor and a writer and she was talking about producing or publishing a book and i said did you hear about that company that produces uh homeschooled it it produced they publish books that are about homeschoolers and by homeschoolers and she was like no i haven't heard of that so i had to go look it up so i'm putting this link in the show notes in case anybody's interested there is a a company um by the woman who does the right on time books have you heard of the right on time books? yes yeah we have the i think we have the utah one yeah i haven't read any of them yet so have you read it yet i was wondering we haven't yet i it was one that i you know i told you i, I buy series like one book in a series oh, right. for danielle to see if she's gonna like it right and i bought that one and um she it hasn't made it into her hand yet it's, <laughs> it's in her box of potentials yeah yeah it's a, this is for those who don't know it's right as in w-r-i-g-h-t it's a family's last name right on time books.com um, that's her website for her for those books, and it's a series about home a homeschool family that are they're RV homeschoolers. They travel around the United States, and the idea is each book is a different state. And she's eventually going to have fifty books. That's the idea. She says that's awesome. the plan. So I think she's up to like twelve or something now. I can't remember. Or at least she's. I don't know that they're all published, but they've been written. I believe. I think it was something over ten. I can't remember. But. Um, Anyway, it looks really, it looks like a really neat idea for a book. So I'm hoping that the writing is something that my kids will like too. So haven't read it yet. So, um, but anyway, I had read somewhere on the web and I ended up digging around and I found out it was true. And it was this woman. I can't remember her name right now. I did not write it in the show notes. <laughs> I can't remember. She's got a hyphenated last name. But anyway, um, the her other site is called Do Life Right Inc. dot com, and I'll put that in the show notes. Um, and that's her publishing company. So she actually publishes books about homeschoolers and for homeschoolers so they're looking for books to because uh, they're the idea is that there's not enough books out there with homeschoolers in it because mm-hmm. it's true you know whenever we're reading books i find that like 
like I've completely skipped the Judy Bloom and the Beverly Cleary books because they're almost always taking place in a classroom, and my kids right. can't relate to that lifestyle at all. They're talking about the trials and tribulations of dealing with teachers and and homework and classes and kids and bullies and whatever. You know, my kids can't relate to that at all. So we we kind of skipped over all of those and. But, of course, then they prefer science fiction anyway. So yeah. <laughs> science fiction fantasy. But anyway, so that was the idea is why she published that. So that was just kind of cool. I thought I'd mention that for anybody who might like to know. That's it. Oh, yeah. Lisa Cottrell Bentley. Thank you. My, oh. my Google queen. <laughs> Lisa Cottrell Bentley. That's her name. She's the woman who wrote the Right on Times books and has the publishing company. So anyway, that's that was kind of exciting to me um, to find all that stuff out. And... Um, and then I also started um, deciding that I needed to get back on track with fly lady routines again. <laughs> yes. I'm a fly lady dropout. But I was just like beating my head against a wall thinking, this is ridiculous. I'm always, always behind on everything. I can't keep up with everything. And I don't have enough time to do everything I need to do. But part of the reason is because I don't manage my time very well. And I know I still probably won't have enough time to do everything that I need to do. But I could get a heck of a lot more done if I would actually plan out at least a loose routine so I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. You know, necessarily at a specific time, but in an order. You know, after we do this, we do this. And after we do this, you know. Mm -hmm. So I started writing out my fly lady routines again. So we'll see where that goes. (laughs) And I incorporated the homeschooling in it. And I even went out and got a new binder. They were all on clearance. So (laughs) it was like $2. Oh, I love that. I know. It's fabulous. Clearance sale school supplies. I know. Isn't that funny? It's like, school supplies. <laughs> but yeah, very exciting. But um so yeah, I got that started and we'll see where that goes. I'm I'm still not doing very much of it yet, but baby steps. That's what she talks about, take baby steps. So exactly. <laughs> and um Oh, and also the week before last, the uh, Write with the Best book came in. Yay! Yay! And I actually did a couple lessons in it with Maven already. And it's really cool because it's small and doable. Each each day is very, at least so far, we've only done two. <laughs> <laughs> um, that tells you how far we got last week. <laughs> we um, Or maybe it was three, I can't remember. But anyway, um, so far I like it. But we'll, I'll give a full report once we get a chance to fully experience it. Yeah, we haven't had a chance. I've, I have popped it open, but I can say I showed it to a friend of mine who teaches, mm-hmm. and she actually wants a copy of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she cool. thinks it sounds fantastic. So Yeah, I love the idea, because the idea behind it, I think I might have mentioned it before, but the, for anybody who didn't hear that show, um, uh, is that you're learning, how about, you're learning about how to write well by reading famous literature. Mm-hmm. Um, famous uh, author I always want to say artists <laughs> famous <laughs> authors <laughs> but you don't um, have to read the whole that's what I like is you don't have to read the whole thing right right like the first one the first lesson we did you re- we read a section from 20,000 leagues under the sea Yes. Which Maven was fascinated by because it was a section where they were talking about that the giant cuttlefish. And she's like, what? They're not scary. They're cute. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, not if they were, what did they say? It was like seven feet long or something like that. Yeah, like, it was giant I cuttlefish. I think that would be very cute. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, we'll see where that goes. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> but we did do some work week before last in our uh, History Odyssey, which was fun. We got to learn about Mary, Queen of Scots, and Charles I, and Tyrion, of course, when I go through after we finish the chapters and I say, you know, tell me one thing that you remember from what we just read so I can write it down because they're creating a um, what is it called? A history notebook. 
mm-hmm. um, from the lessons. And of course, he's like, Mary got her head chopped off. Charles got his head chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, funny, coincidentally, that the two people we talked, two of the people we talked about in the same week got their heads chopped off. <laughs> and that's what stuck out in his head. I'm like, eh, well, that's what you remember. That's what you remember. <laughs> So, and then we learned about the London plague. So lots of happy stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you, did you watch that, that video that I had told you about? The Yeah, you know what? I didn't show it to the kids yet. <clears throat> and I keep meaning to, and I need to do that this week. Um, fleas on? Yeah. Uh, no, fleas on rats. Yeah, and I actually found a really cool video. It's actually about the plague from, what was it, 100 years prior? I can't, it was during the medieval times. But it's the same plague, so I figured it was... Because the, Lon- the London plague was in 1665, and then we read about the fire of London right afterwards, mm-hmm. which happened right after that the next year. But um, the video that I found on discoveryeducation.com is fabulous, but it's really graphic. So I'm I'm so torn because it's very realistic about what the plague looked like. They have people with the makeup on and the boils and the oozing sores <laughs> so I'm like I don't think they're ready to see that but maybe there's some parts of it that I can show them so I have to dig through and find out if there's some parts because it's got so much great information and I found myself watching the whole thing just fascinated mm-hmm. so it was really interesting but anyway so we read about that it was really fun and had fun in our classes and then the following week we didn't get a whole lot done I didn't actually write anything down <laughs> from this last week because I mean we did you know some language art stuff some math stuff but we didn't even get into our history at all last week I, I did seems like I read like one or two things and I don't know I don't remember but <laughs> but we didn't do a whole lot last week it was hot and I was just um out of it last week I don't know off track but that's my life. <laughs> yeah, I, it's our life here too. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then, um, and then yesterday, I dyed my hair again. Woo! <laughs> I'm red again. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, had been putting that off for a couple months because I just never got around to it. So it feels good. Yay! Got red yeah. hair again. Bright or not bright? Beat red hair. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> just fun. I really like that. So that was my two weeks. I can't think of anything else that I've uh, that we accomplished during that time. So I guess that'll cover it. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and move on then to our new, our somewhat new topic: books <laughs> of the week. Sure. We introduced books of the week in our last uh, podcast, and so we're going to do it again today. Um, so I totally messed up. I didn't realize there were several Percy Jackson series. Did oh, you know this? No. Yes, there's at least two. Because um, I thought I was downloading book two of the Percy Jackson series that we were listening to, which mm-hmm. was the first Percy Jackson series. Mm-hmm. But it turns out I downloaded the wrong book. It's actually, I actually downloaded book two of the second series. Oh. <laughs> so I put the book, I put it on and we start listening and we're like looking at each other, Danielle and I, and I was like, do you have any idea what they're talking about? And <laughs> he, he's like, no. So I went and pulled it out and looked at it and I was like, oh, I got the wrong one. <laughs> and the right one has a wait list at the library. Of course. So I had to get on the wait list. So I found another book just poking around trying to find something to listen to. Mm-hmm. A book called The Secret Kingdom. It's book one of the Chronicles of the Red King series by Jenny Nimmo. Oh. Or Nimmo. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, it's actually, there's another series by her called Children of the Red King. And it's uh, it's pretty well known, I think. And this is the pre-series to that. So you, this is the Red King. And then there's another series that she wrote before this one that is the Children of the Red King, which is kind of confusing. But <laughs> yeah. um, 
I don't know. I'm not that terribly into it. I'm having a hard time following it. But Danielle seems to really be enjoying it. And cool. Jack hasn't made his ideas known one way or the other. <laughs> but um, it's just something to listen to until um, we can get the next Percy Jackson book in. Right. So there's that. And then Jack, this last ch- trip to the library, he checked out a, a whole stack of how to draw books. Oh, fun. Which, for anyone who knows, um, Jack was not very interested in art at all for a very long time. He didn't draw pictures. You know, normally two-year-olds, like, draw pictures of people and stuff. He never did any of that. He just recently, in the last year or so, started drawing. Mm -hmm. And um, so now he has these how-to-draw books. And he's been practicing drawing, of course, boats and tanks and trains and things (laughs) like that, you know. (laughs) He He drew a lovely picture of a battleship. But even better than that, he draws these pictures, right? And he brings them to me to write stories on them. Oh, yeah. He wants me to write what's going on in the picture. Yeah. So we've been writing these little stories about what's going on in the pictures. And he draws Minecraft pictures and has me write out. And it's the Minecraft ones are hard because Jack has a little bit of a speech impediment. So sometimes a little difficult to understand. And then he's using Minecraft words that I don't understand. <laughs> you know, like, well, he can say Enderman pretty well. But there was one the other day. I can't remember what he was saying. Oh, Tekkit. It, I guess it's a mod that you can get for Minecraft. And, and he, oh. I made him say Tekkit like six times, and I could not understand what he was saying. And I finally had to go, Danielle, what? I was going to say, ask the sister. The exactly. sisters know. Because she knows the Minecraft stuff, right. and she speaks fluent Jack. So Yeah. <laughs> no, that was how Tyrion was when he was little, too. I'd always go to Maven, what do you say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what Jack Jack's been into lately. And Danielle was going to read Harriet the Spy. Remember, I was all excited oh, to get right. Harriet the Spy. And when we went to the library to pick that up, I picked up um, the first three books in the Emily the Strange series. Uh-huh. And I, if you know who Emily the Strange is, she's this interesting little girl who um, is homeschooled. Really? And, yes. <laughs> but her top, her homeschool things are like, you know, divination and spy <laughs> techniques and things like that. So it's kind of weird, kind of odd. Yeah. And um, I put them on the shelf um, with the intention to read them as soon as I was ready to read a new book. And Danielle picked up the first one and decided she liked it. Oh, and neat. It's, it's okay because it's it's kid-friendly enough. I mean, it, it was in the young adult section, so it's not like it's, um, you know, anything I have to worry about her reading. And she's actually yeah. interested in it. So, yay. yay! So I have the first three of those sitting on the bookshelf waiting for her. And so the first one is Emily the Strange Lost Days by Rob Rieger. Mm-hmm. And um, she's really enjoying it. So when she finishes it, I'll have her uh, tell me about it, and I'll let you guys know how it was. Yeah. And me, because of my really awful week, I'm still reading Seed. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> finished it because it's hard to sit and read when you, you know, hard to right. concentrate, you know. Oh, I but bet. I've got my next book all picked out, Parenting Beyond Belief by Dale McGowan. And um, it is about raising children without religion. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's going to be an interesting book. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. then I have The Lost Girl, which is a new young adult novel that everyone is saying is really good. Cool. Yay. What about you? What are you guys reading? Well, we finished Cornelia, which, as I said before, I love. So I was happy. That was Maven and my second time reading it, but Tyrion's first. And Tyrion really liked it. Cornelia and the Audacious Escapades of the Somerset Sisters is the full name. And I love the title, too. It's just so cute. It's so fun to say. So we finished that one. And... Um, has a kind of a bittersweet ending so I, it's funny because the second time around I knew it was coming so I actually enjoyed it more the ending the first time I was really like no you can't end it like that <laughs> but the second time I'm like oh, okay all right all right I'm ready for this <laughs> so that was good um 
And then we started Once Upon a Curse, which is the third, I think it's the third book in the uh, Frog Princess series. Have you guys ever read those? Uh-uh. Oh my gosh, they're so good. They're Maven's number one, hands down, favorite. Well, they were for a while. I'm not sure, actually. The Gardens, Guardians of Gahul may be her favorite now. I'm not sure. But <laughs> <laughs> but this was, her no, this was her third time hearing this book. I read it to her once. She read it to herself once, and now I'm reading them to Tyrion. And she's insisting on going through the whole series because she wants him to hear them. Because they're really funny. <laughs> There's this absolutely hysterical um, magic and dragons and, you know, all of the fairy tale creatures and whatnot. And it's just really, really cute. Mm-hmm. It's the story that... Um, the Disney movie was made from, but of course the Disney movie only, the only thing that was like the book in the Disney movie was that the princess kisses the frog and turns into a frog. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's the only thing. Everything else in the movie was completely not from the book, (laughs) which is usually the case. Usually, yeah. Yes. So anyway, highly recommend that series. It's fabulous. Maven, that's, so that's what the kids and I are reading together. And then Maven, these last two weeks, well, let's see. First she finished Dragon's Milk, which was her second time reading that book, because they're actually reading that for book club right now in, in classes. Oh, wow. So she read it her second time, so we'll see if, she, I wonder if that might actually encourage her to talk more in class, because she usually doesn't like to talk in class, because she so really liked it. it. Yeah, twice. <laughs> she yeah. read it the second time because Mary Ellen said they were reading it. She's like, oh, I have that book. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. And then um, she didn't have anything else to read because she, she was a couple of days without a book and kind of lost and wandering. And <laughs> like, what do I do? Kinda <laughs> she's like, I don't have anything to do. And I'm like, wait, Nana bought you these books like two years ago and put them on the shelf and forgot about them. So we went and grabbed them and pulled them out. And she's like, eh, because the cover wasn't very interesting. Um, it's Witch and Wizard by James Patterson. Have you mm-hmm. heard that one? I haven't, but the name James, James Patterson. James Patterson, I guess, is a really big author, but he doesn't normally write kid books. But apparently he's now writing kids' books. My mom was like, oh, it's so cool. He's like her favorite author, one of her favorite authors. And Anyway, the cover isn't appealing to me or Maven, but she started reading it, and she's like, Mom, it's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she finished Witch and Wizard, which is the first in the series, and she's working on Witch and Wizard the gift now which is the second one and she's actually it's only taken her like three days total to get through both of these books because she'll be done with this one if she's not done tonight i'll be surprised because she's most of the way through it but she may be done with it tomorrow at some point but yeah so then i'm gonna have to try and find something else (laughs) (laughs) it's like what do i do with her (laughs) so um that was what Maven read, and Tyrion has been reading picture books galore. Um, not picture books, but the early reader books. Um, uh-huh. Just random titles when I went to the library. For some reason, neither one of my kids like to pick up books. That, well, Maven likes to pick up picture books for some reason. She really likes picture books, which is cute. But um, but Tyrion and Maven, neither one of them want to like go to look for specific books to read. They're just fine with whatever I pick for them, which is like, oh, you're missing out on the whole library experience. That was a big deal when I was a kid. Yeah, I know. Me too. I don't know why, but they just don't. So I pick things and then they're happy with them. They read them. So I've picked a bunch of the early reader books for him and I've moved on to the level two books for him, which he's whizzing through. The only thing is that not only do they have more words on each page, but they've got a lot more pages. It seems like they should like cut them like like a third of it off because they're a little bit long because he does get tired from read because but he does it so well and like expressively and everything so he's doing really good with reading awesome yeah so um now for me i finished in the last let's see the first week i finished the mysterious benedict society and the prisoner's dilemma 
That was fabulous. Love that book. Um, third in the series. I re highly recommend all the Mysterious Benedict Society books. They are wonderful. And I started and finished... Um, I don't even remember what what made me think of going back to Anne McCaffrey again, but Anne McCaffrey was my favorite author of all time for years, and then I just got off of her for like the, well, since I became a mom, basically, I just haven't done a whole lot of reading, mm -hmm. and um, for some reason, I thought of her this week and and um, this last week, and because you had told me about the app where I could download the ebooks from the library, yeah, and I really liked the books that I had talked about last episode um that i got free off of amazon i'm like oh i'm gonna go look in the library what could i look for hmm i don't know uh, let's look for Anne mccaffrey books and they have a bunch of them on ebook yeah and there's a ton that has been that she wrote i guess she died recently so obviously there's there's well no i think her son is actually writing i think she's actually i think her son she was co-writing with her son near the end and then um hopefully he'll continue because it's such a good series multiple series the dragon riders of pern series so I found one ebook called um, A Gift of Dragons, which is uh, a collection of short stories that take place in the Dragon Riders of Pern time frame and on the planet and uses some of the same characters even. That's what I love about her series is a lot of her series overlap. She'll do like the same time period in two separate um, timelines from different characters' perspectives. So you'll hear about this tragedy that happened from like a dragon rider's perspective and then in another series of the same time period you'll hear about like just a regular person um <clears throat> just a townsperson their perspective so it's really cool so yeah this is neat because the the short stories do that they 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 go through and they talk about different um things that i was like remembering some of the stuff they're talking about i'm like oh yeah i read about that in one of those books in the past so i have to go now i want to go back and read all of them again so then after I finished that book, which I fin started and finished last week, and now I'm reading the Chronicles of, Par Chronicles of Pern, which is also short stories by Anne McCaffrey, also from the Dragon Riders of Pern, because she actually has a bunch of series that are not Pern as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that one actually goes back to when they first landed on the planet. Because most of the books take place like hundreds of years in the future. Yeah. This one goes back to when they first landed on the planet and... Um, had to learn about the thread falling from the sky, which is like this parasite, not a parasite, which it's like a, I don't know what you call it. It's like, they, they say it rains down from the sky from this planet that's nearby. And so they have to figure out how to survive because it like eats into anything organic. So then they have to figure out how to survive that. And it's, it's really cool. And then they end up bioengineering dragons from some of the species that were on the planet. So it's really cool. And they talk about how that actually came to be in the, in this book. So that's really fun to read about all that stuff. So I'm in the middle of that right now. And then one last book that I actually started listening to, an audio book, because last night when I was working, I was doing some website work for a client that I have. And I'm like, oh, this isn't something that requires my brain to, uh, <clears throat> to be thinking through things. I can do this while listening to something. Hmm, let me see what I've got in my iTunes library. <laughs> so I looked through my iTunes library, and I found that I had a long time ago downloaded the Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started listening to it. Kind of one of those, uh, you know, watching a train wreck kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because I always, I always wanted to read it just because everybody was talking about it and everybody was just so horrified with the way this woman raised her kids and everything. I thought, well, oh, that sounds interesting. It's actually so far I've gotten through the first CD and it's actually pretty good. Uh, I st of course, of course, I would never parent that way, but it's interesting to to mm -hmm. hear her tell this, her story. So, since she was all over the news and all over the web for so long, yeah. So anyway, that was that was it for our books for the last two weeks. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, as we spoke about in our last podcast, we had our very first giveaway on um, Savvy Homeschool Moms. And we'd like to thank Kirklick.com for sponsoring our first giveaway. Each one yes. of the winners got a $25 gift certificate. To, or, yeah, 20. 20, $20. My yeah. apologies. <laughs> okay. Each one of the winners got a $20 gift certificate to Kirklick. And our winners were... I'm not even going to try last names because I'll just butcher them. So Heather, Jocelyn, and Chi-Chi, yep. who is our listener who has the long last name, or <laughs> long name that we always mispronounce. So <laughs> we're just going to call her Chi-Chi for today. Which apparently um, is her nickname. So. Exactly. We, we didn't make it up. <laughs> we didn't make that one up. No, she told us to call her that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, thank you to everybody who entered. That was a lot of fun. We really appreciate it. And um, keep listening, and we'll have some more giveaways coming up. Yep. Awesome. So the next part, which was a new um, segment that we created from the last episode, the links of the week, we thought we would mention some random links that we've come across on the internet that might be fun to share with you guys. So Becky, I think you had one. That you I do. To share. It's um, um, Kindle Fire Department, and um, the URL is fireapps.blogspot.com. But don't worry, you don't have to remember that because it will be in the show notes. And right. what this is is free Kindle books and apps. Um, and if you subscribe, they'll deliver right into your, the, not the actual books, but the links to them into your inbox every day. So um, usually you get an email that has um, th- probably three free books, sometimes four free books in it. And then you get another email that has um, apps that are available for your Kindle Fire. Neat. Yeah. So um, most of the time, you know, the books, um, they, they have a wide range of what they offer. Um, I do find a lot of romance novels on there, which, you know, obviously I'm not interested in, but there's <laughs> lots of people out there who are. But I have gotten a lot of really good science fiction and fantasy and horror novels um, from there. And basically it's just the stuff that's free for the on the Kindle that's on the Amazon site, but it's right. easier if someone else finds them for you and tells you they're there. Yeah. So yeah, Kindle that's Fire really Department cool. for free books and apps for your Kindle Fire. Awesome. And does that work for uh, iPhone Kindle app as well? The books do. I don't think the apps do. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, Very so if you have any kind of kin- Kindle at all, the right. books will work. Awesome. And then my link for the week is homeschoolliterature.com. This is a site that I discovered a while ago that I thought was really, really cool. The, the tagline is stories about us, by us, and for us. It's, um, it's homeschooled. It, well, it's literature that has homeschool characters. Um, and it's same idea as the publishing company I mentioned earlier um, <laughs> about homeschoolers and by homeschoolers. Um, <clears throat> so these are these are usually I, I believe all of them. I think all of them are all fiction. Um, I don't think you're going to find nonfiction. I could be wrong, but it looks like well, it's literature, and literature would be fiction, right? Yes, I so, so yes, um, so it is fiction, and um, so you go on here and you can find. Um, and I've actually read a lot of these books that I found actually on this website. I've read the Sur- Surviving the Apple Whites. I've read the Penderwicks, and that, that I don't know. I actually don't think that's a homeschooler in there, but he was kind of more tutored, which is a little different. But but I guess you take what you can get. <coughs> and Skellig is another one I found from there that was really good. I read both of those books. And there's another one, something about chickens. I don't see it on It's not right here, so I don't know the title. But I remember there was one about something with chickens that was <laughs> really cute. It was a really good book about a, a girl who was homeschooled. I think she was 
pulled from school. I don't remember. But anyway, so um, highly recommend this this website. You can go in here and you can ch check for books by title, by grade, and they even have a tab where it says these are books by homeschoolers, so those aren't necessarily about homeschoolers. Um, there's author interviews, and they want they want people to recommend that this is like a community site where they want people to come and submit books. So if you know of a book that's not on here that has a homeschooler in it or is by a homeschooler, they want you to submit them. So they've got a tab for reviews needed. So they want you to review books for them. Um, and actually it looks like they've got a whole lot of books that are waiting reviews. Also, it looks like there's a list of, of books here. So if you've read one of them and you want to write a, a review for them, um, and they also have a book club, which actually I was looking at earlier and thinking, I need to check this out. I, th I, I did apply for a, um, an, uh, what do you call it, a registration on their site. Oh. So I will uh, have to check that out and report back what I find out because they have a, it's an online book club for homeschoolers. Awesome. So I thought that was really cool. It says, introducing a brand new free online book club for homeschool families, support groups, or co-ops featuring fiction books with homeschool characters, club ideas for all ages and grade levels, mixture of principal online and hands-on activities, and additional resource links for book extensions. Awesome. So, yeah, highly recommend it. And those will be in the show notes, of course. Excellent. And now a word from our sponsors. Be sure to listen to the Moving Beyond the Page commercial for a new coupon code. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. And now it's time for us to give our listeners some recognition. Um, in the last two weeks, we had an iTunes review from somebody named Pug Ninja, which is an intriguing name. <laughs> I think that's really cute. And she's, she or he, I don't know, <laughs> said, Great podcast, full of great info and helpful resources. Looking forward to catching up on the previous episodes. Thank well, you, Pug Ninja. Thank you, Pug Ninja. <laughs> and we also got a review from MM Mom Times 2. <laughs> um, I'm catching up on all the shows and really enjoying them. The show is full of great resources. It's like coffee with your girlfriends. Wonderful mm -hmm. for new and experienced homeschoolers. Well, thank you very much. Thank we appreciate you. that. I, I'm having coffee as we speak. <laughs> this kind of awesome. like having coffee with your girlfriends. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and next, it's time for our homeschool topic of the week. And for this topic, which was uh, something that I actually came up with kind of spur of the moment because I realized that the latest uh, um, season of The Amazing Race is coming on tonight. So by the time you guys listen to this, it, it will have already aired, but they, you can view them online if you choose to follow follow along like we're going to talk about here. Um, I had read a long time ago uh, of this idea of homeschooling with The Amazing Race, 
which um, for anybody who doesn't know the show, the TV show is The Amazing Race. It's a CBS TV show, um, reality TV show. And I've actually watched the show with my family before. Um, it's fun. It's very fast-paced and dramatic and, you know. Um, so <laughs> like reality television? Like reality television, yes. Very, you know, a lot of it's contrived. But, you know, yeah, that's the way reality TV works. <laughs> you know, they set things up. And they pick people specifically because of their personalities. I'm sure they pick drama queens and kings and whatnot, too. Oh, <laughs> but they But they have a nice balance on the show. That's what I've always loved about it is that from the, I think I watched like a season and a half, if that, um, where the, the different characters on the show, which, well, they're not characters, they're people, per, the teams that are competing on the show. Um, they're traveling all over the world and competing through um, all these different, uh, they have like games and contests and stuff. I mean, they had mm-hmm. to do things challenges. like... Challenges. Yeah, challenges, that's a good way to put it. So you have to do things like, you know, to go... Um, what is that thing called? The the a zip line. They had to go like a th- along this zip line. I think it was in the Amazon or something. It was like this massive zip line, and they've had to do bungee jumping, and they had to do kayaking, and they have, you know, and then they have weird, crazy things that they have to do, and all these really neat challenges that they have to do, and it's it's very stressful for them, I'm sure, and it's exciting for us watching. And um, but the thing that's so awesome about it is that they're going to a different country for every every stop is a different country so you know one day they may be in china and the next they're all the way in australia and, and like they don't even go nearby they like go all the way across the country i mean across the world to another country and it's just it's very random where they go next and then the whole point is you know you are racing so you have they give you a certain amount of money to be able to get tickets and whatnot and if you screw up and you don't get you know you take the wrong bus and you end up missing your plane you know you're screwed <laughs> So oh it's it's very exciting and there's tears, there's anger, there's you know some of the stuff it gets a little intense sometimes but but uh you know it's it's broadcast TV so they bleep out the part of the inappropriate <laughs> stuff but it's very exciting and you get to see a lot because they try to it seems the show makers seem to try to show a good representation of the culture of the country that they're in. So they have a lot of traditional stuff, like they'll have a traditional food, which in places like, you know, some African countries <laughs> the term. traditional food is like termites or yeah, something. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I was just going to ask you, because I haven't actually watched the show yet. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, do they make them eat weird things? And now you're they saying do. they do. So, they oh. do. Yeah, but that but it's not on every show. It's not like on whatever that show. What was that show that they made them eat something gross every single episode? It's not oh, Fear Factor. Or whatever. Yeah, Fear Factor. They don't. It's not like that. I know. I hate Good. that stuff. No, it's not like that. It's it's hit or miss. In fact, there's probably some seasons they don't even have it at all. So okay. Um, or some of them it might be they're having to drink like horse milk or something. So it doesn't look gross, but it is gross to them. You know. Hot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which I can tell you my brothers drank horse milk, and he says it's um, not good for your intestines if you're not used to it. <laughs> so, yeah, he was in uh, uh, Kyrgyzstan for a while. Anyway, <laughs> it's a great show, and I had heard of this idea of tracking it on a map and and um, and doing it as part of your homeschooling, watching it as a family and incorporating it into your homeschooling and creating a geography and cultural lesson of the countries that you go to. and. 
I don't even know how I thought of it, but I ended up stumbling across the fact that it's starting tonight. <laughs> the first the first episode is tonight, so I really want to get into it again because we actually really loved season nine. Was the one that we watched the entire season of, and we got really into it. Loved BJ and Tyler, and they ended up winning, and we were all excited and screaming. Maven and I were jumping up and down, and <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> so hopefully that'll happen again. I don't know. It kind of depends on whether or not the people you want to win win, <laughs> but. Right. <laughs> if you end up you end up getting really um, invested in the whole thing and getting to know the character the, the, I keep saying characters but the people the, right. the teams but anyway um, but it's fun it's really great and, and seeing all these different countries and you see firsthand what these countries look like and they're really good at showing really beautiful shots of the countries um, and the, I mean it's not all beautiful areas either they go to poor areas too and they do they do things in little tiny villages and such too they go off the beaten path a lot That's so true. obviously the first thing that is that you could do with this is is track them on a on a map so one of the things that I want to do is I've, I've been tossing back and forth the idea of either just printing up a map but then it's going to be small it's going to be eight and a half by eleven which to get a whole world map because I feel like I don't like breaking the world into pieces because I feel like it's harder for kids to get where that is in the world. Like mm-hmm. if you're looking at a specific area, like whenever we do any of our history lessons and they have a, an area, a regional map, um, you know, maybe just that continent or just that section of the world, um, I always go back to the globe and show them where it is on there because this is not going to teach them anything. This shape, they're never going to be able to find this if this is the only thing that they see, you know, this little section of Spain, you know, or whatever. So, right. um, so I want to do the whole map and show like where things are in relation to each other. I think it's more educational that way. So I'm tossing around the idea of actually going to our local teacher supply store and getting a wall map um, that we can write on. Yeah, I get, get laminated. Yeah, we can do that. We actually did that before we had... Um, I used my wall map that I already have that's laminated before, but it was really, the dry erase didn't write as well on it as I thought it would, and it didn't come off as easily either. Mm. Um, I kind of like the idea of just, because they're only a couple of dollars to get like a, I don't know what size they are, the little the little poster-sized um, teacher maps, uh, teacher yeah, posters. Pictures. No, I don't think they're very expensive. And that would be a lot bigger than an eight and a half by 11. And um, and then just sticking that, we have a big bulletin board in our schoolroom, and I can just stick it on there, and then we can track them. We can use pins, or we can draw lines. I don't know. We'll see. We'll yarn. see what it works. Yeah, yarn would work too, because then you could use it again. You could use it for the next race. And and actually, what while I was researching this, I did discover that there. Um, I don't know if all of them are up there, but it looks like a lot of the past seasons are up on YouTube. So there's a link in the show notes for that, as well. So if you wanted to go back and follow any of the seasons um i do have links in the show notes for that and not only that but i went and i found a wikipedia page that details all the countries that they go to and it it's got a chart that shows the flags of the different countries that they go to in each season and what season um so like you know like china they may have gone in like 12 of the seasons they went they go to china and japan a lot (laughs) and africa well not africa's not a country but you know an african country you know the continent the continent of africa yes i knew yeah anyway and um so i have a link in the show notes for that as well um this wikipedia page so if you wanted to go back and and watch some of the previous episodes um or previous seasons, I should say, um, and say that there's a specific country. Like maybe, like I have friends who have husbands that are from another country. Like um, one of our friends has the dad's from Haiti, and another one has d- the dad's from South Africa. So that would be really cool to find a, a season 
that had one or both of those countries in it um, mm-hmm. to be able to talk about that country and oh you know that's where Kazo's dad's from and, you know that's where Thor's dad's from and so um, but anyway uh, let's see so some of the ideas that I ended up finding I actually came up with a bunch on my own but then I also w- we were googling and I don't remember if this was a blog that you found or I found because we were both googling it I have no idea I don't remember but there's uh, a blog called Annie Babble and um, it's Annie, well, anyway, I'll put the sh- link in the show notes, but it's anniebabble.blogspot.com, which is a hyphen between Annie and Babble. Um, <clears throat> anyway, and she said, and I, I really liked her ideas here, so I thought I'd, I'd just read this part. She said, we watch the show, and I make a list of questions that I have or the kids ask during it, and a list of activities we could do that might be similar to the challenges the teams take part in during the episode. After it's over, we track their travels on the globe. The next day, we head to the library and get books on the country we just saw. We read about its history, famous people from there, food eaten, crafts and and or inventions, traditions, holidays, current events, whatever we can find to learn about. We usually split the reading up over a few days and break break it up with activities that we thought of watching the show or that we learned about during our reading. I even found a website that plays national anthems. Fun times. So, sounds great. Yeah. And it really sounds like a lot of fun. It does. It sounds like a really great idea. Um, I'm going to actually just do this in addition to what we're already doing for, for history, but um, I'm all for more geography and cultural type stuff because I really want my kids to be well-versed. Even if we can't afford to travel there, I want them to at least know something about the world. Right. <laughs> and with the technology, what it is today, we can watch tons of videos about this kind of stuff. And my kids love documentaries too, so... Mm-hmm. We can look up specific, like, for example, when they go to India. I don't know if they're doing that this season or not. I hope they do, though. Um, if they go to India, then we can learn about what's that holiday where they have all the p- colorful powders? Holly. Holly, yeah. That's my favorite holiday of all time. Yeah, it's very cool. So that would be really fun to learn about. Maybe even make some powders. Oh, did you see the, the one of our friends did Color Me of, Rad. Is that what that is? Yeah, the Color Me Rad 5K that just went on this past weekend here in Fresno. It was basically like Holly. Yeah. I was worried I, about I those had, runners, though, running through all that powdered chalk. It's, yeah, that was one of the things that I know I've read about from that holiday, Holly, that, um, that it, is, it does, ha- for people with breathing issues, and even if you don't, that it, you're breathing that stuff in, and it's not good for you. Yeah, but and these guys are like, they just, they're running a 5K, and people uh-huh. are throwing powdered chalk at them. But it looked like a yeah. ton of fun. And it did. I, I had several friends that ran in it, and they looked like what I've seen of the pictures of Holly from right. the and they wear white when they're doing it. Isn't that cool? Yes. I love that they all wear d- dressed head to toe in white so that the colors stand out more. Oh, it just looks like such a fun holiday. I don't and even it, know what the story behind it is. That's, that's the whole thing. There is, no, there is no reason for it. It's not oh, really? like it's a holy holiday or anything like that. It's just a day for, from what I understand, it's just a day to celebrate. Right. It's just for, yeah. Yeah, it sounds really fun. And I, there's a really cool... Uh, have you seen there's a Bollywood movie I have to find out which movie it is but Shahrukh Khan is in a scene uh, a Holly scene <gasps> yes I found it on YouTube oh my gosh I'll have to watch that I, I know was, I, I, don't, I, didn't I was introduced out. to it in that, that movie Outsourced oh I don't know that one. Oh, it's a fantastic movie it's an American mm-hmm. movie I was going to say that's not Bollywood is it no, no. it doesn't sound like a Bollywood title <laughs> but it's a really good movie yeah, I'll have to find out more. Anyway, I'm hoping. I don't even know if they go to India and in this. They don't. They don't publish. I think they publish like where they start from and maybe the first or second 
um, stops, but they don't publish ahead of time. I've never found a list of all the countries they're going to go to. I think that's part of the excitement of the sh- of the show is you don't know where they're going to go next. Exactly. So I mean, they they're one minute they're in Brazil and the next they're in France. You know, it's like they just they go like all over. No, yeah, well, they don't know where they're going. No, so they don't we, either until yeah, they get their a good little. Thing we don't know. Yeah, so it just makes it more exciting. So anyway, so there's a, those are some cool ideas and um, also we came up with this idea to track it on Google Earth. That sounds like fun. You, we were having so much fun playing around with <laughs> Google. Well, it was Google Maps that we were playing with, wasn't it? Yes, we were using Google Maps, but it, it was very amusing. We were trying to see if you could plot several paths at one time. So like a path <laughs> from London to Paris to Rome and make it and show it on a map because we wanted right. to see if you could do that before we recommended anyone else to do it. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend asking Google how to get from London to New York. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, it runs you all the way through Russia and China <laughs> and Japan, and then across, and then it tells you to sail across the Pacific Ocean to, to um, Hawaii, and then you sail from Hawaii to Washington State for some reason, and then drive from Washington State to New York. It was, I mean, like, there is no possible way without making a detour to Antarctica that you could have had a longer way to go from London to New York. <laughs> oh, my God, it was hysterical, I know. So, um, but we did find out you can po- make multiple stops on Google Earth, and it will make a line between them right. so that you can sort of track the way that the the people on the show go. Right, so you can see where they've been and where they're going. And Yes. It's kind of neat to see. I know I have a I have a map on my wall that my brother and I had filled out after we got back from Europe. We spent two months backpacking in Europe before I moved to um down to <laughs> so then before I moved down to Saikon Outdoor School. Anyway, so I have the map up on my on my wall now. My brother actually had kept, I don't know what happened to my copy of it, but he had kept a copy and he gave it to me because I was looking for it. Um, a map of Europe and it has in in, in marker uh, the tr- the route that we took. Not I don't think it's specific to every single town, but it's pretty specific to all the different countries we went to. So it's very cool to see. So that would be really neat to have that for the for the amazing race as well. See all the different countries. That way you can also remember where they've been and right. So I like the idea of um of coming up with questions too. I like the idea that this woman on the blog came up with, you know, ask uh, questions you might have or the kids might have. Like they might show something that might spark an interest. Like what is that? What? Is, why do they do that? Like they don't always explain everything. So you may you may actually get to start a whole new rabbit trail on you know why do they wear that kind of clothes when they're doing that, you know, why do they do that in the Japanese tea ceremony? You know, they don't Mm -hmm. necessarily talk about the symbolism. So let's go find out about the symbolism of all of the instruments and how, you know, that kind of thing. So I can see this going, I can see it just opening up so many doors (laughs) of opportunities. And and especially if the kids are interested in it, you could really go far with this. Yes. So let's cross our fingers that our children will be interested. Yeah, I know. (laughs) We haven't watched it since season nine. So... (laughs) Well, and how many times do we plan something? Because we're all excited about it. Yeah. And then we present it to our children and they roll their eyes. And I like, know. Really? They're like, that doesn't sound fun, Mom. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It sounds so cool. It sounds awesome. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that happens a lot. And then I also put a link here to Shepherd Software because they have fabulous geography games. 
Have you checked out that website yet? I haven't. It is really cool. They have ton. They have every subject you could imagine in there. It's a game. It's a site that has all kinds of educational games. Mm-hmm. But the 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 reason I always go back to it is because they have these really fantastic geography games, and they have it in levels. So like like if you say you want to do you know say you want to learn all the countries in Africa, you go and there's like five different levels of this game. So like you start off with a tutorial where you click on something, it tells you what it is. You click on something, it tells you. So it's, you don't have to know anything. And then like it goes up a level. I don't remember the exact details of how the levels, but it gets a little harder and a little harder. And then by the end, you're supposed to identify them all yourself, but they, they, they walk you through it every step of the way um, from each of the different levels of the, of the game. So it's really cool. It's a good way to learn. Memorize the way to memorize different countries and states and, you know, any area you want to do, they can they can do it for you there. So, um, so I put that in there too because I thought that would be a fun. Those would be fun games to play while you're doing amazing race activities. Um, let's see. Oh, and uh, the 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 idea of blogging or journaling each episode sounds really fun to me. Like, what do, you know, where do they go? What do they do? Just kind of. Mm-hmm. Not just taking notes, but to actually, like, write it out. Like, have the kids dictate. Because my kids are probably not going to want to do it if I um, if I tell them to sit down and write it. It'll probably end up getting uh, turning into a fight. But if I just have them dictate it to me a lot of times. Because it's more about the, the ideas for me right. right now than it is the actual physical writing. We'll do that in other... We'll do that with other um, curriculum. But, um, so, you know, writing out everything that they did, where where they went, and... You know, maybe some of the details of why they did that. You know, they did this because in this tradition they do this, this, and this. Because they do give you little blips of information, right, throughout the show. Um, they don't tell you everything, but they do give you they give you the information that you need to know why they're. You know, what what is what is this thing that they're doing? <laughs> you know? Right. But they don't so, go into depth. No, they don't go into depth, and you can dig deeper by going to the library website or you know find a website on it and whatever. And let's see. Oh, and then I found another website that was um, uh, another homeschool website that they talked about using uh, Amazing Race as well. And she said, the boys will have to research the places in the show and find out about the culture, history, music, food, art, animals, and plants. So it's kind of the same idea as the other one, but I think there might have been a couple of extra things. I don't remember if the other one mentioned animals. But... um, so I thought that was really cool, too. Same idea as just researching, you know, getting in deeper about that country, whatever country that you're in, finding out more about it. And they do sometimes go to obscure countries that maybe you don't even know existed. Awesome. They do occasionally do that. They tend to stick more to the more, you know, well-known countries, but they do they do occasionally go to other other countries as well. Or maybe an area of a country that you never even knew existed. Awesome. Yeah. Let's see. And uh, I have a link here for a YouTube channel that I found that looks like, I don't know if it's every single episode of every season, but it's got a lot of episodes. So um, by cross-referencing with Wikipedia, you can figure out like if there's a specific season you want to watch, you could see if they've got enough of the episodes to make it worth watching. Because I, like, I, I'm so anal about this kind of thing. Like If they didn't have every single episode, I wouldn't want to get started on it. Right. So, um, of course, if they're missing anything, you could always just search YouTube. Somebody else may have posted it. So it looks like a lot of people have posted YouTube um, vi- uh, videos to YouTube of the Amazing Race episodes. So that's really cool. And thank heavens, uh, YouTube now allows you to do longer videos. Because I remember back in the day, it was like, what, 10 or 12 minutes maximum. Right. So movies were broken up into like 20 pieces, you know. Right. 
that crazy. kind of thing. So now, luckily, you can do an entire. They've got they're like forty five minute episodes because they normally have commercials, obviously. So mm-hmm. it ends up being like forty forty four minutes or something like that. So that's easy for them to stick into one video. Luckily. So and then um, as we were um, talking about this, I came up with the idea of creating a Facebook group for those of you who want to follow along and share ideas because I guarantee there's going to be tons more ideas that we'll think of and that other people will think of or have thought of already that would be really fun for us to share on a Facebook group. Um, So I'll put a link in the show notes, but uh, it's the um, homeschooling. I called it homeschooling with the amazing race. So you probably could just search for that and find it, I would imagine. Presumably. Presumably. Yeah. And if not, the link is in the show notes. So, and, oh, and then the last thing that I was thinking about was you could also, you could also use the show as a stepping point to talk about geographical items like, um, like mountains and valleys and forests and that kind of thing. Cause there are times when they're climbing mountains or there, you know, there's deserts that they're in or whatever you like, you can start like t- a conversation about different geographical things, um, and kind of follow through on that too, especially if it's something that's really interesting to the kids. So. Anyway, and then you had an, another idea. I had a couple of ideas. Like I said, I haven't actually watched the show yet, but this has been something I actually had thought about last year, oh, yeah? but just never got into gear to get it done. Right. And um, so some of the things I was thinking about is um, try um, cooking some of the food that's right. native to maybe not what the racers are eating. Yeah. <laughs> no bugs. Not, not going with <laughs> bugs or horse milk. Yeah. But, you know, maybe there's something that, that, um, that they're, that's native to the, the place they're at that sure. the people eat. Um, like that sausages could, in Germany and stuff. Right. Something yeah. you can make or something you could find to cook together. Yeah. Um, also, um, we we talked about um, drawing and making things in Minecraft. Um, yeah. So I was thinking maybe, depending on where they're going, find some famous landmark for that place. Like if they're in Paris, the Eiffel Tower or oh, you know, the Arche awesome Triomphe idea. or something like that. And yeah. have them draw it, color it, or recreate it in Minecraft. Yeah. So, because um, my kids, they, I, I just have discovered this year, they listen a lot better and a lot less fidgety if they're coloring or something while oh, I'm sure. Thinking. And so um, I was thinking that maybe having something that they could be coloring on while they're watching the show, you know. Sure. And um, to be able to put the physical movement together with watching something. Sure. Um, so those were a couple of ideas that I had. Um, I like the idea of um, researching the, the animals and the plants in an area because yeah. sometimes we overlook that kind of stuff when we're studying a culture. Absolutely. Um, and that would be really good for like science. You know, what, what kind of habitat is this area? You know, mm-hmm. or what kind of, you know, or what's a, an animal that's here that's not found someplace else? Right. You know? And then you can, Maybe we might even have one at our zoo. We could go over and look, Ooh, at, yeah. you know, look at it in person. So that's always um, fun to do. Um, yeah, I just thought of um, dances and clothing is another that's thing. That's a great idea. <laughs> I'm going to add that to the notes. <laughs> yes, because, you know, there's a lot of places that have some really fantastic, uh, what, folk dancing? Is that mm-hmm. what you call it? Yeah. Um, like the, the video I recently made of Jack showing us the dance of his people. Oh, we could make videos of the children <laughs> showing dances of the, the people where the amazing yeah. race people go. I mean, uh, there's a lot of depth that can be gone into. That, oh, that, sure. And I can't wait to watch the show because I'm hoping that you know, when I watch the show, I'll come up with even more really fantastic ideas because I kind of oh, feel sure. like I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage today because I haven't actually watched yeah. it. I'm not really a reality TV kind of person. Yeah, I'm not either. This one, this one just happened to be one of the few that I actually really liked. Yeah, 
I don't um, know why I didn't watch it in previous years. I just got so completely out of watching TV for a while that I just completely got off of it. So, well, and I'm glad that it's available online because yes. um, for us non-cable people. Well, I mean, it's it's not cable. It's CBS. But, I mean, we don't even have... I oh, mean, you don't even have regular TV no. stations? No. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because <laughs> it's all digital now, so... Yeah, everything we have is, is through the Netflix or the Hulu or whatever. Yeah, and I'm assuming, I haven't confirmed it yet because the episode hasn't started yet, but um, I'm assuming that the episode will be, probably be available, I would imagine, within the next day online because they've got previous episodes on their website right now, so I'm assuming that they'll be publishing whatever the latest episodes are so that if you miss it when you know on tv and i actually don't want to watch it on tv because i don't want to have to deal with commercials they they still nowadays they do put some commercials into the online ones but it's a lot less yeah it's a lot less than than watching it on tv it's just like almost all online television now has commercials it's just ridiculous but it does seem like that there's not they don't take as much away from the show it seems like there's there's i don't know if the show if the commercials are I guess it's just less commercials, not really the length of the commercials. So, but it does seem like they, it doesn't seem like they are interrupting you quite as much. So, right. and then the and then the the commercials online don't seem in. I I haven't I can't think of any time that I've watched a TV show online where they've had an inappropriate commercial, like for a rated R movie or something. Like, have you ever noticed? I haven't. I, I can't. I mean, it might happen, and I just don't remember. But it seemed that was that's one of my biggest thing is like during the Olympics and stuff that they would play these commercials for these scary TV shows or really horrible movies and I'm like oh, I don't want my kids to see those commercials <laughs> they're upsetting right I, I um, on Hulu I think I watch the same fifteen commercials over and over and over oh they, yeah I've okay, noticed so. that too they do the same ones over and, and over and then like so. on CBS.com and stuff isn't it usually commercials for like other shows it can be um I don't know if I've watched anything on CBS I've watched ABC shows hmm. but i don't think i've watched any cbs yet so we'll it's see. big bang theory the big bang theory oh, they don't yeah. have they only have it on their website so i have to watch it on their website right <laughs> urban it's a good but show at least they get to watch it so i'm all yeah. kinds of happy i know and now that i don't have netflix anymore well they didn't have big bang on netflix anyway but <laughs> there's like i'm stuck with watching whatever is on their websites now i did notice that well, this is a complete sidetrack like we're gonna get it off I did notice that they had all kinds of old TV shows on one of the stations I was looking at. They had like Dukes of Hazard and A Team and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, yeah. wow, how fun! I That's really one thing I love them, about but... not having cable is that I'm finding <laughs> that I'm got like I had stopped watching Fringe after season two because it conflicted with another show that I decided I liked better. Yeah, and so um, I now get to watch all of Fringe because what else am I going to watch? I don't, yeah. I don't have any new shows for a while, so right. Well, I think we went off onto a rabbit hole, but now we need to bring it back a little bit. (laughs) I think that was everything we wanted to talk about. But make sure that you go, if you're interested in The Amazing Race, please go and check out our Facebook group and and add to the conversation. Because I bet you you guys have some ideas that we haven't even thought of. And we would love to hear them. It'll be really fun to talk right after watching the season or the episode as well. Because you might come up with specific ideas as you're watching it. Absolutely. Um, and then afterwards, you know, you can say what you thought about whatever happened in the show. And, oh, that's, you know, and, and mention what it made your kids think about. That would be really neat to hear what the other kids are. Oh, that, you know, whatever questions they ended up having from it. That would be really, I think it'd be really interesting to see where everybody's kids are going with Absolutely. this. So please join us. Yes, I think that would be really fun. I'm excited. I think that was everything for today, Tina. I think so. If you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. 
You can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms, on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool, and we're on Instagram. We are Savvy Homeschool Moms. To leave a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670 or drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. For links to all the resources that we shared on this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. You can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com and I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com and the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our about pages goodbye everybody have a fun week hopefully we'll be back again next week <laughs> and you can come and take a break with us again yep bye bye in this episode the mom's that's a blooper all right there you go just chop it up and put it in some sushi you got a podcast this episode was brought to you by the letter s and the number 19 Alright, that sounds like a treat. <laughs> <laughs>